Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe here in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Fun first hour. We had Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review Journal. We had Jonathan Von Tobel, our recent senior NBA analyst, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. We got TG coming up in 30 minutes. That's Thomas Gable, the race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata, Michael. But, but, uh, but a lot of fun that's been yeah, happening but on the show. I, I want to recap what JVT said in the mm-hmm. last hour. I think we should talk a little bit. I mean, he is really, really bought all in on this Celtic team and and now they turned the corner. And, and as he talks about uh, how... Miami has kind of been a little bit of illusion. I, I mean, it is unfair to Miami that they are missing three of their best players. So I do think that even though it seems like they're an illusion, but I don't know if you can ever underestimate the power and the will and the mental toughness of teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think to me, you know, Miami is one of those organizations that, you know, when they get punched in the mouth, Unlike what Mike Tyson said, you know, most people that get punched in the mouth, they don't have a plan after that, right? So mm-hmm. I do think Miami will have a plan. I think Spolstra will have a good design tonight, whether they execute it or not, will have a good design in terms of how he's going to try to manage the next game. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been kind of thinking about this, and, and I don't know how it's going to play out tonight, but I've almost wondered in a playoff series, the longer you go, does the coaching edge diminish? Because like we talked about in the first hour, everybody knows what you're going to run at this. Like, There's no yeah. like backdoor secrets that you can pull here now that we've played so many games. Like, Do you think that that would be fair? That like, where the longer this, like games one and two, Spolstra can kind of catch Missoula off and kind of give him something that he hasn't seen before. But now that we're talking game six, I feel like it's a little bit harder to do that. Right, but I think more than anything, I think what has hurt Miami is their inability to really get their offense going. And that's more of a player problem than it is a scheme problem. 
right? Because, I mean, remember the Marcus Smart when he stole the ball from Lowry? I mean, of course, Lowry was crying that he got fouled, which he cries on everything. I mean, I think Lowry cries the minute he goes on the court about getting fouled, you know? So, like, it's ridiculous. But that, to me, that play was representative of the bigger issue, which is Miami. They can't get into their offense because they don't have a reliable ball handler when Vincent's not on the court, you know? And that's, to me, the bigger issue. And how he comes up with the answer for that is going to change this a little bit in terms of, one, you know, we've seen each other. We know what everybody can do. He's got to figure that out. I'm sure on the plane ride from Boston to Miami, you know, he was talking to his staff and saying, like, how do we, how do we offset this issue? And Lowry's not the answer here because Lowry can't get us into any kind of flow. He can't get us going. You're going hard on your Philly guy, Kyle Lowry, there, man. He's from your own neck of the well, woods, yeah. and you know. Well, I mean, look at it. See, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm I I, yeah. I I say what I see. I think that's really important for all of us. I think that's what made Adam so good in the last hour. Yeah. He he's not buying the narrative, and I think what makes Miami so good is the fact that they they paid a lot for Kyle Lowry. And yet they know that Kyle Lowry isn't what they thought he was. Not He doesn't fit their program. He doesn't really buy into what they're doing. You could see it on the court. And, and I think to me this has, been a, this has probably been one of the most frustrating situations for them, and they still overcome it. But you can't deny what you see. I mean, if he were playing to the level that he played when Toronto won a championship, that's a different story, but he's not. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. Lowry, that postseason was terrific with Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors, which that seems like 10 years ago, and it was probably about yeah. four years ago. Van so Fleet, long. we were talking about Van Fleet. You know, yeah. we are talking about all the – I mean, those guys – I mean, they were going really well. But he's not the same guy. Mm-hmm. Conditioning, he's not the same level. And so I think, to me, that's the issue. How does Miami get into their offense? And you could see it in the first quarter of the game. They couldn't. They could not get into their offense. Well, it's going to be a half-court game is what JVT is expecting there with it being kind of a game seven mentality from the Miami Heat, knowing that you don't want to have to go back to the TD Garden in an actual game seven. So this is – it's not do or die because it would be hard to say that since they have another game in game seven if they do lose this one. But, man, you're talking about a nine-point spread is what JVT was guessing. This would be if we get to a game seven. Like, that's a tough, tough hill to climb for the Miami Heat. It's like kind of got to get this thing done tonight or – risk going to Boston and uh, going into that madhouse. I mean, you thought game five was crazy. Think about what a game seven would be with the Boston Celtics with a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Meanwhile, Denver's just taking the stroll. Like, uh, you know, what's Denver? You know, Denver's probably not on the James Harden program, which is to go to every casino (laughs) on the East and West Coast. I'm sure they're working and getting ready, you know. and and have casinos out there in Colorado. (laughs) Ah, I'm sure they do, but I'm sure they're probably getting ready. You know, look – I think to me, rest is problematic at this time of the year because you want to stay in a routine, you want to mm-hmm. stay in a rhythm, and I, you know, I, I'm sure the Nuggets will be a little rusty come the first game of the year. Yeah, no, I think you want to just keep your edge more than anything of playing that playoff kind of basketball and having that sort of intensity, and and it's it's hard to kind of sustain that over a week period because the Nuggets have been resting since earlier this week. It was Monday, I believe, was game four of that Lakers series, so they're going to get like about nine days of rest until game one of the NBA Finals, which will be coming up later on this Thursday, but it's going to be interesting because if Denver, if Miami wins, Denver will have home court advantage, but if Boston wins, game one will be in Boston, and we know that 
Michael Malone, you know, he's he's been a little chippy out there this postseason. We'll see what uh what he can drum up there in the in the media to get his team motivated. Because last series he was playing the disrespect card, and I don't know if you can do that anymore now that this team is starting to get his respect since they've won the NBA or won the Western Conference and are now the favorites to go ahead and win the title. Uh, so let's yeah. transition over to the NFL here, Michael, because we have these interesting markets from our friends over at DraftKings, passing yards leader rushing yards leader and receiving yards leader these are the markets for the entire season but you can bet into them who will lead the league in passing and the favorite for that of course is the reigning mvp patrick mahomes at five to one after mahomes you have herbert at six to one just oh, sorry yeah burrow at six to one i'm sorry herbert at seven to one and then kirk cousins josh allen at ten to one Tua tunga vailoa 12 to one trevor lawrence 14 to one jared goff 16 to one Dak Prescott, 18 to 1. Derek Carr, 20 to 1. Stafford and Rodgers at 22 to 1. And then the rest of the list down on the line. But when you look at this market, is there a quarterback that you think you would want to identify to lead the league in passing? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, let's take Mahomes out of the equation. You yeah. know, we know Herbert's going to throw the football quite a bit. Because of Kellen Moore as new offensive coordinator, we know there is this urgency to throw it. Now, when you what you run the risk of is if Mike Williams has an injury, if Keenan Allen has an injury, if Eckler gets hurt, all of a sudden their their depth on the Charger team isn't great. So, you know, I, I think that's that would be a Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they need to have a little bit more balance in their team in terms of being more physical and being able to take the line of scrimmage. I think it's gotta be Burrow. Because, you know, when you have Pickens, when you have T. Higgins and you have, you know, Chase there and you've got the weapons that they have, we were told maybe they're going to make a move on Mixon. Now, they don't have Perrine this year, so they lose him. He's going to be on Denver's team, so they lose a little bit of their nickelback situation. But to me, the other guy would be would be Burrow, only because I think that he's got three legitimate receivers. He's going to incorporate some of these other guys in, and I'm not sure where they're going to be at running back. You know, a name that I've thought about with this market, and it's actually not even listed on the odds that we have here. I'm sure if you go further down the board at the, the 30 to ones, the 40 to ones, maybe you'll find this player. But it's Lamar Jackson. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Now, it's a little risky because Lamar, the last two seasons, has not been able to finish the year. So if you're not going to play the full 16, 17 games, it's going to be hard to lead the league in passing. But Lamar had this to say earlier this week about this new offense from Todd Munkin, the OC coming over from Georgia. It's going to be a little bit different. And I think playing on these offenses that are a little bit different, you brought it up with Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore. That's a new marriage. I think that's an interesting part. But also with Lamar Jackson, with Todd Monk, and here's what he had to say about this new offense that they have over there in Baltimore. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can't run and not going, running can only take you so far, you know. And I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Monk, and what I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. You feel like you're, um, you won't have to run as much and that'll maybe be scaled back a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially with the receivers we have. That's r- pretty interesting. Lamar is excited about the receivers, excited about the offense, and he's pretty much telling you, we're going to be a more modern offense. This is not going to be the Greg Roman offense that we ran over the last handful of years where it involved a lot of his legs, less running, more passing. When I hear that, I get interested at a, on a big price for Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure what the price is, but maybe, just maybe, could be a long shot to lead the league in passing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it is a long shot because let's face it, you know, there's teams have identities, right? Mm -hmm. So the Ravens' identity is they got to be physical. They got to run the football. You know, they got to get Dobbins. They got to get Gus Edwards. They've got to be able to kind of control the pace of the game with their run game. And Lamar Jackson's a big part of that. And he's not going to stop running. But I think what he's saying is is they're going to be a little bit more diversified. They're going to be able to play from behind. If they get down 14 and nothing against Tennessee in a playoff game, they maybe can pass their way back with a sophisticated passing game, not a passing game that would border on Holy Spirit High School, which is kind of what they had before. So I think, to me, that's a huge step forward for them. I just don't know if it'll translate into the most yards passing in the National mm-hmm. Football League. I think that's a little bit of a huge jump that they can't make make but let's say this you know they do have better skill than they've had before I think the likely kid the tight end I think he is a guy in fantasy that you should really take a hard look at because he's going to get he's going to be on the field and we know Lamar wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field we know this and he wants to be able to control that so I just feel like you know that will happen. I do believe Lamar will improve his passing numbers, and I think that's probably a better play than leading the re- league in total passing yards. Yeah, maybe if you like this Ravens team, if you're bullish on them to win the division, Lamar Jackson 16 to one to win MVP. He's done it before. Who's to stop him from doing it again? And if they start to pass and are more efficient with the passing, maybe he can go ahead and be the league's MVP. We'll talk rushing and receiving yards leaders on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account 
and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas in 15 minutes from now. Thomas Gable. Racing Sportsbook Director over at the Borgata will join us to talk about what's going on behind the window in Atlantic City. But, Michael, let's continue our discussion with some of these yards leaders. We talked about the passing yards leaders in the last segment. Now let's discuss the rushing yards leaders. And the favorite in this market over at DraftKings is the one and only Nick Chubb at 7-1. Jonathan Taylor, 8-1. Derrick Henry, plus 850. And then Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, 12-1. Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, 14 to 1. Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, 16 to 1. And then Ramondre Stevenson, Christian McCaffrey, and Brees Hall at 20 to 1. And on down the line it goes. But uh, who jumps out to you when you look at the rushing yards leaders in the NFL? Well, I think Nick Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor jumps out to me because if they're going to go with Anthony Richardson, right, mm-hmm. in their offense of the Colts, they have to be a, a run first team, they have to be a six back attack. And I think, to me, if they're going down that road, Richardson will get a, a lot of carries like Hertz has gotten. But also, Taylor will have a chance to really get more carries and be into it. You know, the, the one thing about Chubb is, is they usually rotate backs in Cleveland. Will they do that again? You know, I'm not sure. I don't know how good Tennessee will be to take a stab at Henry. You know, well, they, they've mm-hmm. changed offensive coordinators. They're trying to be a little bit more dimensional, if you will, instead of trying to just get the ball. Cook, though, we don't even know what team Cook could be on. I think yeah. Cook could be the next guy who gets released or traded in the league after this Hopkins move. So it's hard. I, I can't imagine Barkley. Bijan Robinson's an interesting one because, mm-hmm. again, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, head coach of the Falcons, he wants to run the ball. We saw what he did with Algier and Huntley last year running the ball along with Mariota. So that six-back attack, to me, lends itself to having a leading rusher. You stopped on the name that I wanted to bring up there, and it is Bijan Robinson, the rookie for the Atlanta Falcons, number eight overall pick. And I think it's interesting because at the top of the market, the guys who have better odds than him, those are all guys who have – Racked up a pretty good amount of miles in the NFL. And we know that the position of running back is a violent one. It's hard to sustain that level of play. We saw with Zeke Elliott how he's kind of tapered off a little bit as a runner because of just the amount of carries. Nick Chubb, who's been incredibly durable in his career, kudos to him. At some point, maybe he starts to kind of fall off a little bit. Who knows if it's going to be this year or next year, but he's the favorite right now, and it's not as fun to pick the favorite. Jonathan Taylor, we know he was banged up a year ago. Derrick Henry, who knows how good the Titans are. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, Barkley, those guys have a lot of miles on them. Bijan, as a rookie, fresh legs coming in in that offense. If the Falcons are able to be competitive in that division, I could see him leading the league in rushing yards. He's the favorite right now to be the rookie of the year, around plus 300, plus 250, depending on where you do your shopping. I think the only thing that's standing in his way is the amount of other players that they have in that backfield with Algier and Patterson. But outside of that, I think maybe he has a pretty good shot to go ahead and do this thing. Well, that, that's the hard part, though, Femi, right? I yeah. mean, like, it, it, he's not, he may not get 200 carries. You know, he may get 175. I mean, you, you know, you want to give the ball to Cordell Patterson, right? Mm-hmm. You want to give the ball to Algier. You know, this is what, to me, this wasn't an area of weakness for the team. 
And then I think if you're really – here's where I think you got to be careful on leading rushers is if you think you're, the team isn't good enough, right, mm. and they get behind, you're not running the ball unless you're the Chicago Bears, <laughs> you know. And so that's the problem. And you got to be really careful here because if you take Nick Chubb and the Browns are behind in the second thir- third quarter, that you know they're going to throw it more than they run it. Same thing with Henry. So you have to really be, you know. Whereas I think Jonathan Taylor, I don't think they're going to change who they are based on the score. I think they're going to play this offense and they're going to do it exactly how they are because they have to control the pace of the game. So that to me is why I, I like. I-, I I would be worried. Robinson on paper looks like a good pick. Mm -hmm. The problem is I want to get Patterson the ball. We've just eliminated Patterson from the kickoff return game, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, we've eliminated him. We know Patterson will take the ball out if it's in the 10, right? If (laughs) if it's on the back goal line, he'll take it out, right? But, you know, now if we kick it through, we're going to give it to you on the 25 anyway. So why not just kick it through? What about my guy Justin Fields at 22-1? to I'm surprised you didn't want to bring him up since uh, you think he's more of a runner than a thrower. I don't think he is. I know he is. I mean, look, Davis Mills has outthrown him since in his career. I mean, look, the guys take 91 sacks. I mean, if you're a true thrower, you you don't get sacked that many times. He's an instinctive runner. His instincts are, I want to take off. I want to go. First sign of breakdown coverage, I'm gone. And that's a hard thing to correct in just a year. But I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball enough to lead the league in rushing because he's not going to stay healthy if he's doing that. He's not going to make it 17 games. There's no way he didn't make it last year. You can't have this many carries. He'll make an explosive run, but teams are now, after two years of Justin Fields, teams are saying to the Bears, prove to me you have a passing game. Show me you can throw the football effectively. Show me you have a drop-back pass game, not just a play action. Show me you'll run something different than just boots and nakeds. I think that's a hard thing to do. No, he's going to show it later on this fall, and I can't wait to see it. Let's talk oh, about I the passing. <laughs> yeah, the podcast will be electric. Week one, Love Fields. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, the receiving yards leader over at DraftKings, the co-favorites are the two former LSU wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Justin yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson, the reigning offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill's nine to one. Cooper Cup coming off the injury, eleven to one. AJ Brown, sixteen to one. Devonte Adams, Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, eighteen to one. Garrett Wilson, 22-1. to one. Travis Kelsey, Amon Ross, St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, 25-1. to one. Uh, Anywhere you'd want to go with this. Well, I think here, right, so when we talk about rushing, okay, this is a betting tip. We're talking about picking the leading rusher. He has to come from a winning team. Mm-hmm. When we talk about picking a winning receiver yards, he can come from a losing team because junk yards don't get, get added up as the same as positive yards. Yep. So if Justin Jefferson is playing on the Vikings and they're not playing well, then, okay, he could lead the league in receiving yards because they're going to keep throwing no matter what the score is. Again, unless you're the Chicago Bears, who, you know, only threw the ball 22 times last year, even though they were behind eight and a half points in most games. So (laughs) nobody does that. So you can take that. So like Cooper Cup, I I don't think the Rams are going to be very good. Mm-hmm. You know, Stafford's not even out at the OTA days, so they're not even going to be any good. So, But could Cup lead the league? Yeah, I think he could because he'll get a bunch of balls thrown to him, especially if they get behind. The problem I would have is are they going to is, 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 they're going to have somebody to throw him the football, yep. and it ain't going to be Stetson Bennett, you know? So to me, that, that would be – I think A.J. Brown at 19-1 at, at is, is a good play. 
you know, I, I think the, if you're looking for somebody in, in that range, Waddle, I think those guys could be. I mean, look, Garrett Wilson at 22 to 1, he could have a huge year with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No, Garrett Wilson is the one that I wanted to bring up there at 22 to 1 because last year, Garrett Wilson won Offensive Rookie of the Year. He had 1,000 yards receiving with Mike White and Zach Wilson throwing him the football. Now you bring in Aaron Rodgers, who that's a big, big upgrade in quarterback play. You bring a four-time MVP. Wilson could take another step forward in terms of his production now with Rodgers throwing him the ball. And, and he's the bona fide number one receiver in that offense. I know Rodgers, he got his guy Lazard, and, and Cobb is there and all that stuff. But, like, Wilson's the talented guy. And Wilson and Rodgers are having the work together in OTAs. I know Rodgers has the calf injury, but Rodgers has been there throwing the ball around and stuff. Like, if they can continue to get that chemistry, he can rely on Garrett Wilson, who runs awesome routes, is a really good wide receiver. I think the sky's the limit for Garrett Wilson as a player in terms of his production. So 22-1, to 1, I think, is a really, really interesting bet for him to lead the league in receiving yards. Yeah, I, I do too. I think especially with a leg- now he has a legitimate quarterback on yeah. the roster. So, you know, but look, Chase, he's got to stay healthy. And yeah. having T. Higgins on the other side certainly helps because it takes some of the pressure off. I mean, Jefferson. You know, he's going to have some help as well. So I I think to me that's what you're looking at. And as long as the quarterback stays healthy in the offense, right, Mm -hmm. then these numbers will transcend themselves. It's tough to take Terry McLaurin because you don't know if Sam Howell's going to be able to deliver the ball to him at the right place at the right time. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's the concern. Whereas you know with A.J. Brown, he's going to get a lot of plays. He makes big plays down the field. But you also have got Devontae Smith who's going to get the ball. So you're sharing some of that situation. Same with Tyreek Hill. He's got Waddle on the other side. But one yeah. thing about the guy who leads the league in receiving, he makes big plays. you got to have a chunk play to get those yards. You just can't do what Keenan Allen does. He's not even on the list. Keenan Allen, you know, is going to be 10 yards a catch. That's yeah. not going to lead the league in receiving. Yeah. Maybe lead the league in receptions. Maybe that'll be Keenan Allen, That's not right. receiving yards. Chris Olave, 28-1 to with Derek Carr throwing him the ball indoors. Uh-huh. They play in a lot of climate-controlled games. That could be an interesting one for a team that maybe they're – Winning but they or run the ball, though. Yeah, they like true. they like some ba- – I mean, I think the other thing is you got to take the count. The team that really likes balance of their attack, you got to be careful. Yeah, we'll talk more about this later on this offseason. But coming up next, Thomas Gable, Racing Sportsbook Director over at the Borgata. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's the Lombardi line. We're presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. You know, last week, last Saturday, I proclaimed that the Los Angeles Lakers would come back down 0-2 against the Denver Nuggets, and we'd be celebrating the Lakers in six today with the Western Conference Finals Game 6 yes, being scheduled for did. yesterday. That was uh, actually, I think you wrong. said the Lakers were the better team, too. I remember that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of remember that. You know what? Hey, we can't get them all right. You know, <laughs> no, I know that I'm as guilty as anybody. Trust me. All right. you know? <laughs> but there is a team, though, that is trying to pull off a comeback, an even bigger comeback, an 03 deficit. And that's the Boston Celtics. And that's what we're going to talk about with our next guest, our buddy, Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. TG, 
What do you do with this Celtics Heat series, man? A few weeks ago, a few days ago, I should say, everyone was burying Boston, and now everyone thinks they might be able to pull off the impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting, uh, a lot of interesting discussions to be had around, especially around the spreads in these games. Uh, you know, the first two games there in in Boston, uh, the Heat come out and and win outright as big dogs. And then we go to Miami in game three, and people were questioning, well, um, why weren't the Heat favored? If you remember, the Celtics were a small favorite there mm-hmm. uh, on the road in game three. And we we come out and we see Boston get absolutely trounced in that game. They didn't, didn't really show up at all. And for all intents and purposes, people thought that the series was over at that point, especially with the way that Boston looked and the effort that they gave there in game three and the heat were made uh, a short favorite uh, for game four. And on Monday, we, we kind of had this discussion about uh, the, the number there and why the heat weren't bigger favorites for game four. And, um, the adjustments that obviously had taken place there in the market with between game three and four. And it, we, we got into this discussion about, well, number one, momentum. How do you quantify momentum uh, in, in terms of a number, but also the, the power ratings that are used to create these numbers. And this, this whole series has kind of been, uh, at least for betters, I think, a lot of them are, are very much looking at recency bias, and we're we're kind of throwing out here, which we should not be as betters, uh, the larger sample size, which is the regular season. Um, and I realize Miami, you know, winning their first series against Milwaukee in five games. Uh, obviously, then they beat the Knicks, but and what they did in the first three games in this series. This was not the same Heat team. They were not playing the same way that they did during the regular season in a much larger sample size that, that we, we had on them. Boston, uh, again, you know, I, on paper, they should easily win this series. They should have easily won this series. The only thing that was kind of standing out there that you say was in Boston's way was kind of the coaching mismatch here going into it. So um, I think as a lesson for everybody, you really need to look at the larger sample size. Yes, there is, there is such a thing as momentum in sports. Um, and Miami was kind of riding that for a little bit, but they were also shooting the ball at a much higher percentage than we saw all year. And now the last couple games here where the momentum has definitely shifted towards the Celtics, you've seen Miami, they, they've started to turn the ball over, which has got to be, pretty worrying there for them uh the last couple games boston certainly has stepped up the the defensive uh intensity and has not lapsed i mean if you look at the last six quarters of basketball that has been played in this series boston has outscored them by 36 points in the last six quarters and um right now you are seeing in those last six quarters basically things kind of come back to where we are in terms of the power ratings uh, and, and the larger sample size that we've had on these two teams throughout the season. So um, obviously now we go into Miami tonight, Celtics two and a half, three point favorites on the road tonight. 
Again, the, the total has, uh, has started to come down here, uh, basically between 209 and a half, 210, uh, somewhere in there, pretty much market wide that you can find. Uh, you might be able to get a straight 210 and a half. Um, I would grab that if you can right now because uh, the, this total is going to continue to drop. Um, and you're going to probably see if there is a game seven. Uh, you're going to see a much lower total than even that for, for Game 7 in Boston. So uh, it, it's been an interesting study in terms of uh, the spreads and just the way that the market kind of looks at these two teams and in terms of recency bias and kind of ignoring the larger sample size that we have on these two. Yeah, I mean, that's JVT's words exactly, uh, mm-hmm. TG. He's kind of echoing the same sentiment that you are, that you have to count in all the factors that go into this and that, yes, you know, Miami was able to beat New York, didn't shoot well. They shot incredibly great to beat Milwaukee. But, you know, in a one-game event like tonight will be, if they shoot like they did against Milwaukee or like they did in game three, they could come out the victors. Are, are you getting – where is the where are the pros at the Borgata betting? Are they taking the points, taking the under, or are they going with the Celtics? So it's a, it's been interesting in terms of the spread. Uh, you know, I've seen respected money come in on, on both sides throughout this series uh, in, in terms of the spread, but – uh, right now, ticket count here is virtually even, uh, but we, we are getting more money on Miami right now um, here for tonight. So, again, I think you're going to see this number probably stick right around here between two and a half and three. Uh, very, very liquid market. You're, you're not going to see much movement uh, because it, it, it's going to take a lot to move, move this number um, at, at this point. But uh, right now, we, uh, we're we seeing more Miami money come in. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata. TG, I just took your advice. I just bet 210.5. I bet under uh, right now while we're doing this interview because yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you yeah. right now because it's 209.5 where I'm sitting here at Circa, 209.5 over at the Westgate. So this thing continues to go down. But I want to ask you this, though, TG, because I know earlier in the postseason and probably before this series, you talked about how the Celtics have been a pretty big liability for you guys over there at the Borgata. Mm-hmm. Do you think were betters, especially in the futures market, were they kind of looking to buy out of those Celtics tickets when they got down 03? Like, did you see a flux of Miami money or maybe a flux of Denver money coming in that might have helped offset a little bit of that Celtics liability? Uh, you, you saw some people when uh, the, the Heat went up 2 0 and then especially 3 0, you saw some Miami money come in for the title because I think you could still get a pretty decent number on them to, to win the. the NBA championship at that point, um, up 3-0. Now, um, at this point, obviously the Heat are still uh, favored to to win this series with two games uh, potentially to be played, maybe only one. Um, But I think right now, uh, when you're looking at it for – if you're looking at potential matchups here in the NBA Finals, uh, Nuggets are going to be very big favorites if they're they're facing Miami, probably around $4.00. Um, the if the um, if the Celtics get there, I, I would make the Celtics a, a, a slight favorite over Denver. Maybe price them around one fifteen, uh, somewhere in there for the series. 
Yeah, I mean, do you think uh, – I just looked at the officials. I, I was a little dubious, J, uh, uh, TG. <laughs> Scott Foster isn't on the call tonight. So that, that, you know, that makes me feel like maybe, you know, Miami has a chance because if he was in Miami, you know, it would be like, okay, there is going to be – he's the extender for a reason, right? That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's his nickname. He has it for a reason, right? <laughs> the, the extender always looking to get us to a game seven. TG, we got about 30 seconds left. Anything for you guys on the Western Conference Finals, VGK and Dallas coming up later tonight? Yeah, I mean, right now the uh, the early money has come in on uh, VGK. Um, again, this is another series. Not as much liability on the Stars as we have on the Celtics, but I, I certainly uh, would not be shedding any tears if the Knights close it out tonight. I, I'd be uh, pretty happy. Oh, there's Stormy. She's celebrating in the background, uh-huh. Femi. You can hear it. Now we've had two people on the broadcast today giving her that confidence. She loves you, TG. I'll send her, I'll send her love to you because that's all she wants to hear. <laughs> well, I, you know, hopefully she gets to celebrate. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm sure the Vegas books out there probably won't be uh, as celebratory. But, I mean, look, look, if they get to the finals, uh, they have uh, a lot of games there that they can they can write business on. Yeah, both those games, the Western Conference Finals in the NHL and the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA, those are 8 o'clock Eastern tip-offs and puck drops, so it'll be fun to watch those if you're at a sportsbook in anywhere in the country. He is Thomas Gable, Racing Sportsbook Director over at the Borgata TG. Hope all is well, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, we wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn a BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Playing a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points to MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms. Over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. 
sign up with BetMGM or log on to get, to get an big, even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abepefe alongside Michael Lombardi. It's been a fun show, Michael. A uh, couple of two hours. It's, got, it's gone by quickly. And shout it out to does, uh, Femi. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our producer, Elliot Bowman, with us always on the ones and twos. Our GM Shuffle podcast listeners will get that one. Um, yes. He always does a great job putting the show together. And we actually got a nice little shout out from uh, Eric Foreman on Twitter. Tweeted at both of us saying, great show today. So we appreciate Thank Eric you. watching and listening. So. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Celebrate the Memorial Day weekend. I mean, look, yeah. we didn't even talk about the Indianapolis 500. Is Wes Reynolds, is he there? Is he in car number one? I'm sure he's probably there. Kind of. Is he the starter for the race? I think he's a, he's the one that waves the, the green flag. I believe that's what they do to start yeah. the race or so. I don't know I what the person's that. called. Have Sorry. you been to an Indianapolis 500, Femi? Have you I have ever not. been to one of those? I have not. I've not either. You know, I've not either. It's, it's, uh, you know, when you, I've been to the track because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I've gone to Indianapolis so many times in my career because of the combine. And it's just the, the enormity of the track is so striking. You know, you're just like, oh, my gosh. And when there's nobody in it, it just seems even bigger than it actually yeah. is. And it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's always, uh, it always makes Memorial Day. You know, as a kid, you can remember, you know, we had three channels when I was growing up. That's how old I am. So that's all we could do. But we got a tip here. I know Elliot put the tip in there. He doesn't want to hear about my childhood watching the Indianapolis 500. It just shows you how much he cares about any memory he's, I might have. You know, and he's I mean, from he Indianapolis, care, like, too. Let's just get on with the show. Like, he only cares about what they taught him at Missouri, right? Like, get on with the show. Like, keep it out of it, right? Let's keep so, it moving, all right? Anyway, Elliot, go ahead and put your bet tip up there go ahead Elliot that's more important <laughs> he's an Indianapolis guy as well so he should have respect yeah, for the Indy I mean, 500 <laughs> stopped all over my dreams I mean like oh my gosh <laughs> let's let's <laughs> you know sometimes stuff gets punched up a little bit quickly but it's you know whatever Let, let's get to our pro tip and then we want to get back to your Indy 500 story <laughs> no I'm done with talking about it. I won't talk about it anymore I'm done well Hopefully, hopefully the Boston Celtics aren't done, if it's what JVT's hoping, because he's going ahead and bet them to win the NBA title. And our pro tip for today, you can get all of our tips at vison.com slash tips. His pro tip, and also TG brought this up as well in the last segment. I think it's really interesting and something to always keep in mind. Don't let those first three games of the Eastern Conference Finals kind of define your evaluation of each team because the larger 82-game sample size of the regular season told you that Boston was the much better team from a power rating perspective that's why they've been favored in darn near every game this series and we shouldn't really throw that data out because Miami had his struggles in the regular season they've gotten hot in the playoffs but the full sample size will tell you that Boston should win this series if as long as they stay focused and don't turn the ball over yeah I I mean I think this is a little bit true too but I mean I love the tip but I also think you have to understand that Boston is the healthier team and Miami struggles during the 82 season was a lot. And if you listen to Spolstra talk about it was a lot due to their health, not being able to stay kind of in connected as a team. And now we get to the playoffs, they lose Vincent, they lose Oladipo, they lose hero and the connectivity is starting to wane and the bench depth for Miami, which at times appears good with Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson when he shoots well, but it kind of has dwindled down a little bit. So, you know, I, I do think Boston is the best. I don't. You're not going to deny that Boston's not the better team, mm-hmm. 
But there is the will to win. There is that competitive fiber, the competitive stamina that we talk about quite a bit on the GM shuffle and here on the Lombardi line that I think has really got to be factored in. And, you know, this team doesn't have any quit in it. And it's all going to come down to shot making. I know it sounds really simple, but if Miami shoots like they did in game three, they'll win. If Boston shoots like they did in game five or six, they'll win. Yeah, it really does come down to the shot making, especially for the Boston Celtics with the amount of three pointers they shoot. I believe they led the league in three point attempts and they chuck it. And if they and if they're falling, that's a really scary team to play. But if they're not falling, yeah. they're definitely beatable as we saw in the first three games. I think the other thing we have to look at is in game betting here is is the energy level we see from the teams early. I think mm-hmm. the first quarter, I know that Boston almost got backdoor covered with the eight and a half or nine that ended up being in game five. To me, the energy in the first quarter told you Boston was going to win that game. Every loose ball Boston got, second-chance points Boston got. And, you know, they obviously shot well to build that lead. But I do think that, you know, where's Tatum in the first quarter? You know, where is he? how's he playing? If he has a game like he did against Philadelphia where he goes three quarters and not playing well, they won't win even if he has a great fourth quarter. You know, and I think a lot of it is where's Butler in the first quarter? Where are they? And I also think, to me, when you break down the series, you know, Boston got, excuse me, Miami got a lot of shots off dribble penetration that has been eliminated. Mm -hmm. And where has that been? Can they bring that back? And when you watch the first two games, the way Boston has tightened down their defense, I think the first quarter is going to give us an indication if Miami has an answer or if Miami can match the level of intensity. I think this is why it's a really good in-game betting situation. I get that you have to put away, you know, what's happened in the first two games and the first three games. But I think you have to look at that first quarter and really see the game because that first quarter in game five was clear that Miami didn't have the energy level to compete with Boston. Let's get to you this way here, Michael, because we know the NBA is a game of runs and basketball in general, but with the amount of three-point shooting, like things can really flip. Which team would you have more trust in to be able to come from behind if they were to get down 15 or so in the first half? Well, I think it's Boston because they, you know, they have the ability to shoot with Jalen Brown and 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 Tatum and even Brogdon coming off the bench. That you know, and we saw White have one of his best games the other day. Al Horford hasn't shot well really mm-hmm. since the Philadelphia series, but you know, I think that would be the team, you know, that has the ability to get back in it. Struce didn't shoot very well in the last game. We know that they missed Vincent. Robinson didn't shoot well in the last game. That really hurts them. So I just think, to me, as good as Boston can shoot, Miami can. But I think, I think, I think, really, the superstars get you back to a game. They get mm-hmm. you back in it. And I just think, to me, when you have as much talent as Boston has, I think that allows you to get back in the game more than Miami. I, I on the surface, I agree, but I think I'd actually trust Miami more, given the fact they're at home. And energy at home, if you get a couple of buckets, maybe that can add to a run or so. And and also, it almost feels like in the postseason, Boston, when they get down, they tend to press a little bit. And I think that's where the turnovers start to really crank up. Like guys start to trying to do too much, essentially. Like Tatum will try to go on and like drive and take on three defenders and will put up a bad shot. Or Jalen Brown will try to do too much. I know in game two in particular, Brown was like five of 23 or something like that from the field. Sometimes they like they try like like the harder they try like the more mistakes they end up making because they're down. I think Miami is the team that I would trust more to keep their composure because of the coach and Eric Spolstra and the culture that they do have and the toughness that you've talked about the mental toughness that the team has had to go from the eight seed now to this point being one win away from the finals. 
but we know games are decided by point guards. We know the distribution yeah, and the fair. ability to create is all about and it, without Vincent and if it's in my man Kyle Lowry's hands, I think that spells doom and gloom for Miami. I really do. I think the Vincent injury is critical. And if we start to see that line shift maybe to three and a half today, then we know Vincent's probably not going to play mm-hmm. because I think that's the critical component. Because when you watch this series and Vincent isn't on the court and Lowry has to play, his lack of quickness, his lack of conditioning shows up and they can't get into their offense. Now, maybe he could do it for one game, but I don't know. But to me, that's the real concern if you're a Miami Heat backer is how do we get our offense flowing because they're trying to take the ball out of Butler's hands. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a bet, I went ahead and bet under 210.5. Uh, I know JVT talked saw, about it. I heard it that, he yes. Liked. Yeah, JVT talked about it. Thomas Gable talked about it. And the, the way that we've been talking, like this is going to play like a Game 7. So, And in Game sevens, unders tend to come in pretty heavily just because the game slows down. The possessions are valued a little bit more. So under 210.5, it's still out there over at DraftKings, over at Caesars. You can get it. Yeah. Make sure to shop around because where I'm sitting at Circus, 209.5. Our friends at BetMGM also have 209.5 as well. So shop around as always, as an extra pro tip. Uh, Yeah, I I think the only concern you have betting that under is if one of these teams really shoots well from the three-point line. That you know, and both teams. I mean, even in the last game, I mean, Miami. Now they got a lot of the three-point shots late in the game to kind of get back into it a little bit. But you know, they shot a fairly decent percentage. And both these teams, if you look at the numerics, they can shoot well from the three-point line. So that's the only thing that worries me. Hundred percent. That does it for us today on the Lombardi Line. Thank you to our guests, Adam Hill, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Thomas Gable. Thank you to you, Michael Lombardi, and our producer thank you, Elliot Femi. Bowman. Enjoy it. The entire crew behind the glass. We thank them. Have a good rest of the day, Michael. I will talk to you on Monday for the GM Shuffle. Lombardi Line with Stormy coming back later on today, or tomorrow, I should say, on a Sunday. Coming up next, though, Matt Brown, Dave Ross, and the handle here on Visa B Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare